Welcome to the Chirpin' Birds podcast. The Eagles uh, improved to 12-1 and after an absolute thrashing of the New York Giants, 48-22. to They're solidly in the uh, NFL's best team uh, category as of, uh, you know, if there's any question there this week, um, you know, the, the, the Bills beat the Jets in a lower scoring uh game uh the the chiefs go up 26 nothing at one point and let the broncos back into it uh eagles top to bottom consistent strong uh you know they 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 know they got to win they they're not just like squeaking by these teams they're absolutely dominating them and it's been an exciting uh run so far i think uh you know, there's not much to say. They played a pretty much perfect game outside of a punting mishap, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't think much else. Uh, there was, there was a pass where uh, Devontae didn't get his foot in bounds for one. Was, you know, that we still caught the ball. There was very little to complain about. Uh, in a historic day, we'll get into Miles Sanders. We'll get into you know Jalen Hurts' performance and all that. Before we do, Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, tough, tough to complain when your team is 12 and one, uh, clinching a spot in the playoffs on December 11th with four games to go. Um, yeah, this this team. They're for real. Um, and that's for anybody who wasn't already uh, tooting in the past few weeks. I think this team, um, week after week, they just proved that they are, they're not like, uh, like they are the standard in the league right now. Uh, they have slipped up one week. Uh, most teams can't say that. Most teams have had a clunker or two at this point. Uh, certainly no team has lost one or fewer games. So, um, yeah, they, they come out and they put up 48 points against uh, a division rival. You know, they haven't seen the Giants this year. The Giants are um, – they're weathering their own storms right now. They are rather unhealthy. They had some bad uh, injury developments over the course of the week, notably with Barkley – uh, who really wasn't a force in this game at all. I think it was a mix between him, uh, you know, them playing it careful with his neck, but also like this game got out of um, got out of control rather quickly. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it came out. I thought Jalen looked really good today on those first two drives, like especially on the first drive. I mean, the drive was just very – surgical and precise and it was methodical i think it was a 14 play drive eight minutes um they followed up with a touchdown on their second drive of the game like they were i don't even know like how many times the eagles needed to punt i know that at one point jake elliott punted because of uh, the sipos injury and obviously sipos gets hurt on they the punt. two punts yes there you go two punts on the day that uh that's a pretty good indicator of the offensive performance and on the defense, like just very uh, effortlessly containing an offense that isn't impressive. But if you look at the numbers on the season, 
more impressive than you would think if you're just looking at their skill positions. I think they're like something uh, 15th DVOA and passing offense, maybe. Um, yeah, they come out, they get seven sacks. Uh, we had a strip fumble. Um, I think I think that was the only turnover of the game. Yeah, and the the Giants were four for thirteen on on third down. Yeah, I mean that's beautiful. They were uh, they're getting off the field. I think the first first handful of offensive drives for the Giants, they they come out, they get uh, a first down, uh, but after that, the the defense tightens up and. You know they're they're getting the ball back for the team or for the Eagles. I thought um, special teams, aside from that punt uh, punt block and fiasco that followed, um, pretty pretty good for uh, a team that had serious struggles in that department. It was nice to see Boston Scott put on his uh, villain outfit against the Giants, sixty-two yard return kickoff return he ends up getting a touchdown at one point <laughs> this made me laugh when he got the uh the bubble screen out behind like a wide receiver i was like that is such a um you know they're, they're really trying to get him into this game but yeah I, they they beat a division round by 26 points on the road jalen hurts continues to be the guy and i think the eagles are uh like won 10 of their last 12 against the giants something like that 14 of their last 17 i think i heard so total total domination they're like the the beginning of the season felt like oh the you know or they haven't played a complete game they had a really good offense day they had a really good defense day uh but uh this was the first like full complete game after they put up 40 against green bay and what 35 against uh tennessee um you know 48 points perfect game all all three uh or i would say two both sides of the ball plus special teams all three units um i don't know not not much to say like that it still stands like you're, they're a 12 and one team, but it still stands that they're, uh, you know, they can't really slip up or, or, or they could find themselves in, as the, the five seed. Um, uh, it's they're, they're, they're two games better than any other team in the conference, but, uh, you know, the, the Dallas keeps winning. They, they squeaked out a, a win against Houston, which, um, you know, I think the the Eagles have had days, you know, good teams find ways to win. And the, the Eagles had a, a similar sort of a outing against the Colts um, where they kind of didn't deserve to win, but still won. And uh, the the Cowboys almost lose to the worst team in the league. Um, <laughs> yeah. To, to me, that wasn't a good team finding a way to lose. That was or sorry. That wasn't a good team finding a way to win. That was a tanking team finding a way to lose. Like, I, I don't know how much of that game, well, it, it was concurrent to the Eagles, but I don't know at what point you flipped over um, because, you know, surprise, by the, surprise, by the time pulling, I flipped. pulling the starters in the fourth. Yeah. Um, 
a suspicious uh, end of the game there. And, you know, I'm I'm not one to put my nose up to tanking when it's in your benefit, of course. Uh, shout out to Nate. Stealth tank. Right. Um, and I, I do, I, do, I don't think it's an unfair comparison. The like, uh, with a close, uh, like a narrow victory over the Colts in Indy. But we do have to look at that a little bit closer if we want to be, um, if we want to be honest about it, because the Colts are a much better team. They're not the worst team in football. They were on the road. They were something like six and a half point favorites. They're a solid team with with uh, Matt Ryan. They're they're running the mill like middle of the pack team, right? I, which I'd is not the perfect, case with the Texans. Perfectly mediocre Texans on the road in Dallas. Oh, the the worst team in the league by record, um, with a quarterback who I don't think would start on any, on any other team in the NFL. Maybe there's a few, and that's I don't. I'm not saying I hate Davis Mills, but like he's just not a he's a placeholder quarterback. Um, who I do think was was he on the was he ahead of Hertz on one of those lists way back when? Probably. <laughs> Hertz wasn't even on the top forty. <laughs> Point being, Kellen Mond was on the top 40. The, the Cowboys were 17 and a half point favorites. Like, come they on. won by four. But, but even so, like, they're uh, 10 and three. Um, and they're, they're, they're a good team, obviously. They're 10 and three. Unlike the Vikings, they have very, I mean, I guess the Vikings have a very high end talent, but. The Vikings are sort of um, they, yeah. The, the Vikings lack the convincing wins that both the Cowboys and the Eagles have had. Yeah, uh, but the the Cowboys have that high end talent and the potential to drop fifty any week. But unlike the Eagles, the Cowboys have been inconsistent this whole year. You 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 uh, you have a game like this, and then you have a game where you beat the Vikings 40 to three or whatever that, that score was. So uh, I think it all, it all really depends on the, the, what Cowboys team shows up and the more they win they're they're at Jacksonville next week and uh, the Eagles are at Chicago. So, um, you know, Jacksonville coming off of a, a comeback win uh, over the Titans Mm-hmm. So yeah, Trevor Lawrence looked good. He was coming in with an injury, Has right? Maybe one of the best toe games of his career. So uh, you know, for what it's worth, Doug, you know, familiar with Dallas to some extent. Uh, yeah. If you want to read into that, uh, but you know, and it's it, a, Nick will be talking this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's share, a share it, priorities. And it's a tougher, uh, tougher matchup than the the Eagles have uh, both road games, but uh, you know it's a it's a it's a tougher matchup for Dallas. So anything can kind of happen there. Eagles at the same time got to take care of business. Like I'm uh, full on Super Bowl or uh, or bust, as st- stated last podcast. And you know you you go up uh, all these points and uh, by by. Uh, halftime in this game i'm already checking the weather in chicago next week seeing what's what's uh, in store there for uh you know we, we were worried about the turf and your uh player health uh 12 and 1 record seems to not uh 
that super hold up there, but um, you know, the, the Chicago is a tough place to play uh, this time of year. If it's cold and windy and who knows, rainy and slushy, I, I, I you know, it's, it's a few days out to really predict the weather, but uh, it's, it's one of those games that could end up being a lot tougher than uh expected or a lot tougher on paper you're you're ahead of uh dallas week in dallas which could be very very meaningful um on, on christmas eve so um can't can't look ahead to dallas like the next the next game is is against the bears who are bad um but you know the way that they're playing is like team eagles teams of of past years like needing needing to win to to get in uh obviously not the case now with them clinching the playoff berth uh which nick uh brushed off uh very uh force he was really like forcing that uh, oh yeah someone told me we clinched that's nice uh yeah he he <laughs> definitely knew um but you know it's 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 a it's a nice thing to build off of uh, in a year where unlike in past years where it's like, Oh, there's a letdown game. Like last year against the giants, the same, the same game last year, Jalen played his worst game of, of his career. Uh, the Eagles have been completely dominant three weeks in a row. And uh, this game was potentially a tough game, especially the giants starting off six and one. So there's nothing this team has done to make you think that they would uh they wouldn't get up for for a game uh against the bears but uh a lot of the um uh, not against the bears in a vacuum against the bears in in this late in the season when the one seeds on the line and you're about to play for the division the following week potentially um this team has gotten up every 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 week except for that three game lull. Um, I I have three or four games. Yeah, I I think something that's like maybe this is obvious, but like it's important to me to note that right now this team is playing the best football of the season. This is a team that's better than the one that was uh, five and zero at a certain point. Um, they now are the team with the highest point differential in the whole league is not just the NFC. This is NFC, AFC, the whole dang thing. Um, and I believe that was the Cowboys last week. So the, the, there are kind of uh, Eagles and the Cowboys both putting up like dustings once every so often. But uh, I, I do think it's notable that this team uh, this week and the past week against the Titans finding a way to put up like crazy numbers without Dallas Goddard, who we expect to see activated um, and ready this week, I believe. Yeah, they, that, this I, is I the think, first week he can come off. Right. I'm trying to, I think he can be, can his practice one be activated during this week for this upcoming game? I think, I think that's, that's what happened with Maddox. Yeah. So, uh, we got indication last week from uh, the beat reporters that he's expecting to be available like ASAP once he's activated. But, you know, that was kind of an issue uh, for the first 
two weeks with him being on the IR. Like you could kind of feel the Dallas Goddard size hole in the offense, but the past two weeks that really hasn't been, it really hasn't been, you know, I, at least I didn't feel it. I was, I was actually really enjoying the, uh, the Kakatera presence and like the, the, the odd stole target and play like, you know, it's, it, I don't think, you know, th- they're obviously not Dallas Goddard. They're like Dallas, a 10th of Dallas Goddard, but it's nice to see that those guys can be trusted and they're, they're, and that they're a real part of the offensive game plan. Um, I know last year is like, you could have told me that stole was like a, <laughs> like he was a statue out there. Like that's how, and that's not to say that they didn't trust him. It's just, they value him so much as a blocker. But I, I think those guys are starting to get the trust of Nick and the offensive coaching staff. And uh, we saw early on that, like basically every guy was touching the ball on offense. We saw, um Calcaterra, we saw Stoll, we saw uh Pascal, um Watkins, uh, Watkins, Covey Smith, Brown. Covey ends up touching the ball a lot today, but not yeah. on offense. Uh, <laughs> on extra so, points. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was a really nice team effort. Um and you know, any any chance in a game you can take your starters out early just to, you know, get some rest, but also get some reps for guys who don't typically see uh, game action, even if it isn't, you know, competitive, it is quote unquote garbage time. Um, I, I do think it's, it is, it's very interesting that Brandon Graham, uh, one of the team's most important players, just like period, but also like locker room, um, leaders to, to see him getting like quote unquote garbage time, uh, strip sacks that lead to touchdowns in the fourth quarter against the other team's backup quarterback. Like it just shows the depth of this team. Uh, and also like the, the even, uh, you know, it, it is nice to see him get out there and like juice his numbers. He's now at eight sacks. I believe he had the three sack performance, but you know, that that's good. Cause you know, he, he's a guy who's, um, who's looking for that double digit, uh, season who he, he hasn't had that, but that's been, you know, one of his last, uh, eight and a half eight and a half. All right. So he's got one and a half to go to get to that, uh, double digit mark. But yeah, I thought the defensive line played very well. Uh, we saw Reddick get in there. We saw Josh sweat, saw Melton Williams, um, probably forgetting a few, but I, I know that yeah, Graham had three. Reddick one, Sweat one, Milton. I'm forgetting somebody. Fletcher but... Cox had one. Okay, then then that's that. Uh, Cox. Yeah, I mean the defense. There's just like you, you go you go to around every position. Like yeah, he did something. He did something. Uh, I thought T.J. Edwards had a good game, but I, I do think we'll we'll give you the credit on the player of the game with Miles Sanders. <laughs> um, Finally, I feel like I picked him like four times. Yeah. Um, so really just a nice team effort. Like. Not, not that he's been bad, but the weeks he's been good. I haven't picked him. Um, Blankenship went down with his injury. Uh, I know I was like kind of bracing for something serious, but we got, I think good news today saying that it was more of a sprain than anything season ending or, you know, potentially IR worthy, but 
Uh, it sounds like he'll avoid IR. He'll be out for maybe a week or two, if I had to guess. They're still two weeks away from CJGJ being activated potentially, so they will have to kind of figure out what's happening at second safety now that their initial backup's out. And as far as options, Josiah Scott, he was seeing snaps at safety during preseason. And with Avante back, he can kind of be freed up there. Um, also, Kayvon Wallace, who's he, he was taking snaps there after the, uh, the Blankenship injury. There's also Sachere. So uh, those would be the internal options. Of course, Anthony Harris was cut by the Broncos practice squad, I believe, last week. You know, he was with the team last year. JG likes him. There is a past. I think he could come in and give you uh, some competency if they think that would be better than their internal options. But that's something you can kind of tread water there, I think, for the next two weeks. There's certainly not like a big veteran uh, acquisition coming down. I don't you know. We talked about the Malcolm Jenkins. I think that ship was probably never going to happen, but that's where the Eagles are at. Should we talk about the punter <laughs> or do you want to talk offense? Well, one uh, other injury I don't know that you mentioned was uh, Lane Johnson with the oblique or mm. abdomen. I mean, Ab, yeah, also um, Kyron Johnson, but yeah, let's talk about Kyron. But uh, <laughs> he, I, I believe, said that he could have went back in if they weren't, uh, if it was a closer game. Um, so we'll we'll get the full report. I th- I think the the current standing is he's getting te- some tests or, yeah. or something like that. Day to day is what Sirianni said, right? Which so, is good news. Uh, se- seems like he'll be okay. Um, for for the Bears, but uh, if not, you know, you you have Jack Driscoll for a week. Hopefully, he'll be ready for for the Dallas game. But yeah, let's let's talk punter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Sipos, he gets hurt on the block punt, uh, a pretty impressive athletic move, scooping up the block, uh, running down the sideline and then getting just blasted by two giants. He's hobbled off the field. He's carted away. I believe it's an ankle injury. He was on crutches. I think he's going to be out for a few weeks. I don't think there's crutches any... and a walking boot. Right. Um, so obviously not what you want to see for a guy who kicks with, I don't know which foot it happened to, but you know, you need both as a punter. Um, so yeah, I don't even know if he'll be back this season. Um, I thought Sipos, he kind of steadied out the past month or so, but in the beginning of the season, it was kind of one of the few gripes with the team. Um, Eagles very quickly go and sign a new punter. Um, and his name is Brett Kern, right? Former, uh, former Titan. He was cut this preseason after, um, a rookie undrafted free agent beat him out. Um, a solid veteran guy. Uh, the only reason he's not on a team right now is because the rookie for the Titans is very impressive. Uh, something Stonehouse by the numbers he's one of the best in the NFL so he just kind of got in a bad luck situation I think uh, in 2019 Stern was a pro bowler um, 
So there, there's a good chance here that he's he's going to provide some better punting than Sipos, and that's not shade at Sipos. He he's just been there the league a long time, and he's been there and he's done more. So and I he's think, uh, been a placeholder, right? Um, so I think that there's potentially some upside in special teams here going forward, um, but obviously we wish uh, Sipos good luck in his return and. I'll be curious to see if the Eagles, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if they put them on IR Sipos. They're kind of getting to the point where they start counting their reactivations. You only get eight on the season, uh, and it seems like every week we're reactivating somebody important. So um, I wouldn't be surprised. Do you do you actually know if Stern's on the active roster right now? I, th- I don't think the Eagles have announced anything formally. I know Schefter tweeted it. Um, so that could be something where he's on the practice squad and he's elevated for four times. It says they are signing. Hmm. Well, I, I guess those details will just be confirmed at a later date. Honestly, it's not too important. Uh, obviously, they have plans for him to be active on game day. It's just whether or not that's through practice squad elevation or if it's him being a member of the 53 men, but that's that. Uh, of course, they didn't have a backup punter yesterday or a backup placeholder. Well, they did have a back, they did have a backup placeholder to everybody's surprise. Um, and that was Britton Covey, who apparently didn't do it in college, but did do it in high school. And it didn't look like he missed a beat and everything. Um, of course, we don't know how smooth of an operation it was, but there was there were no issues on the day. He would have to speak with Jake Elliott to see if everything was as uh, smooth and precise as it is with Sipos, but it didn't seem like there was any uh, mix-ups or anything. I did the the one um, the one area was Jake Elliott is punt a little lackluster, but you know you commend him on the job. He's he's not a punter by trade; he's a kicker. It, it does boggle my mind how like you can't cross train these guys extensively to get them to the point of um you know being good at both Not he like, did he did pun a couple times in 2020 i think i saw i know it's just surprising you i i know that they're they're completely different like um motions and mechanisms and strategies but it's not like a kicker doesn't have the time during the week. So <laughs> I'm just curious that like, be, and like ultimately that would save you a, a roster spot if you had a kicker who could also punt. I don't know if that just sounds ridiculous. Like maybe that there's like a punter or a kicker somewhere that's like, you have no idea what you're talking about. But if you get one that does both, well, you could have another well, maybe that's the wide thing. receiver, yeah. another offensive lineman. Because it is kind of funny when you think about it, like Aaron Sipos just punts and he just is the placeholder. I feel like he could mush those responsibilities into one person. Obviously, you would still need a placeholder, but you can't kick and placeholder at the same time. But you got a guy like Covey who can do it. Some guys pun and kick off and, and <laughs> the other guy only hit kicks field goals <laughs> yeah uh, so that, that, that's completely too that's, much punter that's talk. three different skills <laughs> um we should go back to the offense and give um you know 
you know, the five or six guys who deserve a ton of credit. Uh, I would say Jalen Hurts, like he just continues to be, um, you know, an MVP candidate. I, I don't even think it would sound crazy if he said right now he should be uh, the first guy in consideration given. Well, I think Mahomes throws as many picks this week as Jalen has on the season. So, yeah, I mean, and He's, and uh, like the stats aren't even the at least passing stats aren't even super you know impressive 21 for 31 217 yards two touchdowns like he didn't play the fourth quarter it's a good day <laughs> right. for sure but it's it feels like every one of his throws uh are like spectacular like there mm-hmm. there's the quez watkins throw the Devonte smith throw i still can't believe the Devonte smith touchdown like, yeah. A, how did that pass get through there? B, how did the safety not just obliterate the play, let alone Devontae? Like he was just just an awful no route, awful decision. I wonder if he had a post game quote on that because that oh was crazy. Gosh. It just seemed like I don't. It it seems like it was like a video game glitch. Like he just like went through him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I love that from from the decision to go for it on fourth down to the play, you know, obviously the throw, but also the catch Devonte willing to stay in there and commit to the play, even if it meant him really getting his head taken off and a nice explosive. Like I, at that point in the game, that's like, all right, you let out a big sigh of relief. Like, all right, this, this isn't going to be one of those games that like will ruin our weekend. This, this game's going to go in the right direction. Um, but yeah, going back to Jalen, he's just, uh, he's, he's proven himself to the league right now. And I think helpful context is going back to 2017. We just passed some mark where, um, you know, this is kind of when the whole franchise changed. We just passed the week where, uh, Carson Wentz tours ACL going for the, uh, the end zone there in LA against the Rams. They end up winning that game uh it's a very pivotal win in their march to the super bowl but you know that's when everybody's like well crap i guess the season is over like time to see what nick Foles can do and ultimately we find out what he can do but like that season like oh yeah you know carson let's send an mvp year jalen hurts just passed the marker which um you know once his season ended and i think that's helpful context for me because i look at that and i don't have the numbers and i'm not saying like you know, one is better than the other because obviously they're they're very different seasons. We know that Wentz that year like could not miss a third down, put up like truly ridiculous passing numbers, and had had a good bit of mobility. Nothing like Jalen. Um, Jalen obviously runs for more yards and does it in a way that is like safer or smarter as far as avoiding contact. But I mean, he's 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 doing it every week. We're now going into week uh, what fourteen, fifteen, week fifteen. I mean, I I don't know what he would have to do at this point to not get MVP. It 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 ultimately comes down to like what another quarterback would do to have to jump over him because he's just the steadiest. Like this will sound mean, but it's ultimately a compliment. But like. He just does everything so effortlessly. He is just like casually like fine. How does that mean? Because I don't I don't want to diminish like all of the work that he puts in. Like uh, 
Well, he makes it look that way. Yeah, no, I mean, he makes it, he's just, I never thought I would be at this point with him this year. And I, I frankly, I didn't think I can't we'd imagine be at this anybody point with him ever, be. ever. Yeah, it's, it's massive. I Give him, give him what he deserves. <laughs> like he's, I, I'm at the point of like, man, that number is going to look sideways, but like he's earned every penny. I mean, next year, next year is going to be, uh, I, uh, I'm not a contract expert, but since he has the one, one more year, uh, they extend him. He'll, he'll still be making his rookie salary next year so that they would still have some flexibility is my understanding, but yeah, it would be similar to the AJ Brown. Right. It's, uh, you know, you're, you'd be extending him at first chance with the operating salary of his last year mm-hmm. on his deal. And uh big game from Miles Sanders, 17 carries, 144 yards, two touchdowns. Now is uh, 10 touchdowns. Um, and it's the first, I think, ever in franchise history with 10, a quarterback with 10 rushing, running back with 10 rushing. Or ten touchdowns and and wide receiver with ten touchdowns, but oh, wow. something like that was a stat. Uh, career high over a thousand yards, hit a mm-hmm. thousand yards. Contract year said he wasn't even thinking about uh, it being a contract year. Interesting. Uh, and you know, last year they were the top rushing team in the league, and he didn't have any touchdowns. So really, uh, really weird uh, year last year, and this year he's been. Uh, amazing the offensive line's been amazing boston scott gets his trademark uh meadowlands touchdown uh gardner Minshew ran for a negative one yard Minshew got into it uh they, i think the first um his first series was all handoffs yeah and they scored a touchdown and he was like amped up <laughs> so he, just, he was just handing the ball yeah talk um, about like the uh i wonder how much things have changed in gardner's mind as far as like last year he's like i don't know maybe there's like a chance i take over at some point to now which is like hey maybe i'll get some fourth quarter snaps <laughs> just because yeah, these he's, games he's are getting, getting out of hand he must be getting more backup uh, quarterback action than most backup quarterbacks if if their starter doesn't get hurt yeah like definitely how many non non starting quarterback injured non-injured first first string quarterbacks <laughs> teams have had that how many backup quarterbacks snap can do it how many backup this is tough <laughs> Are you trying to How say many how? snaps have backup quarterbacks on teams where their first string has not is not injured gotten more than Minshew? Yeah, so basically garbage time snaps. Sure. <laughs> well, I don't think that there are many garbage time games. No, I, mean, I don't there, think there there's are. A couple of Dallas games, but most, yeah. Most if, I guess, I'd, if I had a guess, I'd probably say. Um, I I don't know who these backups like who their names are, but I would probably just go to like Mahomes backup, Josh backup, Lamar's backup, if I had to guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Very impressive performance for Miles. I can't imagine the Eagles will ultimately re-sign him. (laughs) 
I do think that there is a window of opportunity. Hey, a late, late first round uh, running backs always a nice. A nice you mean pickup. as them as them drafting next season? Yeah, if they draft one. They got Kenny Gainwell. Yeah, they got Kenny. In. They got Kenny Gainwell. They got a, a top pick that they could trade for probably like three first round picks. Top five. What, pick. what would be interesting is like. They could franchise tag him just for the year if they really value him. Like, I feel like the Eagles don't do that. I mean, they haven't had to because yeah, they let people walk or they sign them to extensions. Right. They they try to get to the negotiating table early so they can get a, like a team friendly deal. Yeah. But I do think like that is a situation where you could like it wouldn't be a bad idea. There's not. I mean, of course, there is downside. The downside is you would be paying them a premium for one year, but you don't have to do the the long-term contract that you might regret. And I think that that is something that teams do with running backs just because of the aging curve at that position. Yeah, and, and you're low on uh, Jalen's salary for, for another year, right. so it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you should mention A.J. Brown. Also crossed his 1,000-yard marker. Nothing but business for him. Um, I think he he followed up last week's performance with like a very uh, similarly effortless but also great performance. He can attack Devontae Smith on that as well. Like those two are just like their trouble for opposing defenses and. Yeah, I, this, this offense is going to be exciting once Dallas is back because um, they just got playmakers all over the field. I also think, um, like, this isn't new. Like, we knew Quez was a guy, but, like, it was nice to see him get a, a bit of an opportunity there with Dallas out. Nice to see him step in, get um, his share of targets. I think going into the playoffs, like, of course, it's the same offense that we had in the beginning of the year, but it was nice that certain guys were able to step up and other guys had to, you know, take their time with injuries. So this team's just a headache, a nightmare, uh, all sorts of a bad situation for opposing defenses. There's not a I – don't, I don't know how you try to attack this, um, this offense. Like, Jalen's been tested with blitzes. He's been tested – by man defense, by zone defense, they've there's not really a a secondary that can lock up um, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, and I don't think many defenses have even a plan for Dallas Goddard. So it's it's wild. Uh, you're I don't think I felt confident about a, a game in Dallas in five years. Like uh, it's it's exciting. I mean. Uh, of course not looking ahead over over the bears game but uh you know they're they're hitting their stride now if that was even possible from the beginning of the season like they're playing even better like you said um and you know they they gotta they gotta keep stringing these together vikings lose to the lions which is big for uh the one seed now uh two ten and three teams behind behind the eagles um i don't know it's it's hard to 
uh, or I guess it shouldn't be hard, but it's like you're 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 thinking about what they need to get the one seed to to make the Super Bowl, but this is a all time great Eagles team, and we're watching them week in and week out dominate uh, yeah. on every every phase of the game. It's, it's just it's, like it's, it's crazy. Uh, it's it's wild. Like every week, I, it uh, you know I I was nervous for this game. Like the Giants keep keep it close. They're scrappy. They like hang around. Uh, it's a division game on the road. First to three on the road. Like I I I don't feel like a fool or anything. But I I went into it not not expecting a total domination uh, beatdown. And I feel like we're headed towards. Uh, expecting these performances from, from this team. Um, you know, it's one game at a time. I feel like Jalen is Jalen's demeanor. Uh, there was a clip of AJ Brown and Quez Watkins, like joking around on the bench and Jalen's mm-hmm. just next to them. Stoic staring, staring into space, Laser like thinking focused. of the, the next, uh, the next drive. So, you know, I, I think that that's the that's the mentality that that you go deep in, in the playoffs and the Eagles need to keep taking care of business and then prove it, prove it in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, they they still haven't won anything yet to, to, to rein it in a little bit. But, you know, in in our lifetimes, at least you had 04. 17 and, and 22 teams uh that yeah that were this this stacked so who, and who you, sorry go ahead this has potential to be the best of of those three yeah i was gonna say or ask who do you think sleeping better right now than how i roseman he, he's he's gonna he's a he's high on the hog right now as far as yeah. like he Cause I was going to ask like between him, Nick and Jalen, but obviously Nick and Jalen have, you know, work to do every day for the upcoming game. Howie is just like basking in this right now. I mean, now. he's got to be on the phones. Look, he's got to be on the phones looking for a veteran safety to sign for a couple weeks. <laughs> well, Who yeah, knows? I guess, I guess that's knows? true. That's a he's, small a, he's looking at the draft. He's looking at, uh, he's looking at the yeah, saints. He, he, yep. Yeah, he's looking at top ten prospects. He's looking who had who he can fleece uh, this draft. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, he he's he's going to be a Hall of Fame eagle eagle inner circle guy. Um, you know, best best GM in the besides. Oh, uh, oh how people have crawled back to his feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> I never I never left him even when I knew he was doing some. I feel like I. I feel like I had the fire fire Nick early into last season more than Howie. I don't I don't know that I ever was anti Howie. Yeah. I was Howie uh... frustrated. <laughs> um so real quick, just like a prospector on the league. Uh Saints obviously were on by. We mentioned the Cowboys. They narrowly beat the Texans, the worst team in the league. Um Obviously, the Eagles beat the Giants. Commanders on by uh, this upcoming week. We need Dougie P to help us out. Jags, we need to get some distance between us and the Cowboys. But um, you know, two weeks—that's that's the Christmas Eve game. Uh, but before that, the Eagles 
or Chicago this upcoming week. The Vikings, they give us some breathing room. Uh, losing to the Lions, the five coming coming in the five, I believe the five win team who is favored at home over the Vikings, their division opponent. Uh, they they pull out a great, great, uh, you know, just a wonderful performance. A team that is um, talented and hot and banging on all cylinders right now. The Eagles got a taste of that in week one. So that, that team's starting to gel. But what that does is it basically uh, focuses the Eagles and the Cowboys as far as teams that are in the hunt for that number one seed in the NFC. Also the team that'll win the division. Um, but as far as things stand, the, the math gets a little bit clearer for those two teams, the Eagles, if they win three out of the next four, regardless of which three they win or which game they lose. Obviously, if they win out, it's theirs, but uh, they can only lose one game going forward. And I do believe that it's, I don't know if this is like solidified, solidified, but if they win the next two games, they pretty much have the one seed. They yeah, they lock up the division for sure if they win Christmas Eve. Um, with with next week, too. With, with next week. Right. Unless Dallas loses next week and we lose next week. If we both lose, then it's yeah, the same. Yeah, I don't see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, – Eagles have it nice and simple. They obviously have their destiny. Um, if we're talking about how things could go wrong, there's not many paths of that. But the thing that'll open up those doors is on Christmas Eve. Um, so that's what that that's like the game. But they still right. have to take care of business next yeah, week. They still got to win in Chicago, and then um, we'll uh, we'll all eyes will be on AT and T Stadium. Right. All right. Well. We'll be back to to preview the Bears properly uh, later in the week. And uh, in the meantime, Eagles 12 and 1, player player health not not so much. Uh, at least for welcome the Giants. Brett Stern. Welcome, welcome Brett Stern. Trying to watch some punching highlights. Yep. Uh, we'll do our research. Uh, all right, so we'll be back for Mike, I'm Ian. Thanks for listening.